With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning and welcome to a new and hopefully improved Morning Java, brought to you as always by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they serve hot, fresh, made-to-order food around the clock. And coffee. And coffee. And smoothies. And smoothies. And cookies. And what? <laughs> not for you, not though. Not for me, Just not cookies for me. wraps with vegetables in them for you. No. Um, we are here to introduce, uh, hopefully, a, a new wave of Java here. Uh, the If you go back to when we started Java, and I do mean we as in she and I because she was the one that somehow turned a basement that was eight feet wide. That was the fun part. <laughs> that was the fun, Renovating the basement was the fun part. The part where you made me hold the camera up in the air just with my arms and no tripod. I'm tall. From all doesn't know, angles. I'm tall. And then at every segment you were like, no, try me from this angle. No, no, no. It wasn't angle. trying yeah. me like yeah, I'm a supermodel or something. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> um, we uh, we started Java in in the house basement uh, back where we used to live, and it was just a, a row of these bobbleheads, right? Well, Pretty that was much. Your, just your stuff. My stuff. I, put, yeah. I finally could move his stuff out of the all over the house. And, and eventually, the Java then morphed into a, a full blown well, semi studio when we were over at Highmark Stadium. Now we have this new studio in the Strip District, which we haven't been able to get much use out of because no. of you-know-what. And between that and the fact that Java had been relegated to these Zoom calls, if I never do another Zoom call in this profession on so many fronts, I'll, I'll be well, so that's probably not so going to happen. But, I know, but, but I'm just saying. Where Java was concerned. Yeah, we had to give up some of the quality. We had to give up the video quality and the sound quality, and I think just in general. Well, the interactivity. Yeah. That's it. I, me yelling at Carter, or right. Carter yelling at me. Over a screen. Just isn't the same thing, mm -hmm. you know? Like, he'll just kind of throw his head back and whatever else, and then you can't hear him for a second because he goes out, pfft, goes out, or whatever. This well, my is, favorite is the Kung Fu movies. Yeah. yeah, the non-aligned uh, video and audio. Or better yet, when they freeze on Zoom call. Like, we could just do that now, and you'd think something went wrong with your video here. It happened to our daughter the other night, actually, in a very unflattering image. Uh, Which happens all the time. Image, yes. <laughs> we, uh, we wanted to try to kind of get Java back to where it's going to be. Now, we can't do all of that immediately because we still can't have, you know, this is this is me and her, we still can't have our staff right. coming in and mingling and everything else like that. Hopefully but you can sit, you can sit here at least. And I will sit here at least. And that's the way we're going to do Java's from now on. When we, we have uh, our staff on, uh, when we have Ramon on from Hendersonville, Tennessee, we're going to do it in a way that's, I'm going to be in the studio and you'll at least get some video and sound. And we're doing more on the other end to try to make those. Well, but that's the part that you 
you, I don't think you did a good job of explaining what's going back to basics. Is that version of the Java in the beginning where every segment was on another topic or another team and there were four of them um, in I just think it was more fun. It was, it's, it's definitely more fun. And when you have any kind of... And you have more people involved. Face-to-face -face is, is always better. So that's one thing that we're going to bring with this new job. But the other thing is, and this actually is probably the bigger deal. We heard from people who were watching Java that it was just basically to them like a video version of our of podcasts. Content, yeah. Okay? Oh, specifically the podcasts. Mm -hmm. And... It's like, what was the difference between Java and the podcast? Nothing, really. I mean, we would talk about stuff that happened that day, and it was just right. another Zoom call, okay? And we really, really didn't want that to happen. That just kind of morphed over time. I was as guilty of it as anybody else. Yeah, but isn't that great, though, that you always have... I mean, the, the critics... The critics are the always critics, there, but it's, yeah. No, it's welcome. If you... Yeah, you know, we lose well, consider track. the we alternative. every day. Right, you mean they're not caring? The, the part where they wouldn't yeah. care at all. So... so so the, the criticisms of Java were legit. Uh, the criticisms of the, the quality of it were legit. The criticisms of the, the type of content were legit. So what we're going to do instead with Java is something that we don't do with podcasts, and that's to take broader mm -hmm. angles on, on topics. We have heard from some of you, uh, and these were the positive critics, that you like whenever we talk about stories or we tell something that happened from the past or we get into a broader discussion. It always doesn't have to be, uh, here's who threw a bullpen session yesterday or here's who was available for practice and who wasn't yesterday. Um, it, we have people on our staff, uh, both young and more seasoned <laughs> is the term, I believe. Experienced. Uh, Yes, experience. But with that experience comes amazing stories. And we have resources on Which our staff. Which you hear off camera. I and hear off camera. We hear these great stories from whether it's uh, Dave Molinari, Dale Lawley, who've been around for a long time. Tom Reed has some great stories, not just the ones he shares with you. I can't tell you how many times he's like, no, wait, wait, let just me turn save it, it on. Just yeah. save it. Yeah, save it for the... And we don't. And these things come off. And what we want to do with Java is we want to get into... Those types of discussions, they don't necessarily come with a, an element of timeliness to them. But there's that as aspect, too. If I missed it on Monday, I don't want to go back and watch it because it's probably old stuff, right? So the way we did Java up to this point. Yes. Nobody would go back and watch. You missed it, you missed oh, it. Oh, if it was done, it was one. done. Yeah. yeah. So this will come out on Tuesday mornings, and it'll be available to our subscribers on our website. It'll also be available on social media platforms right. in staggered formats. But the whole episode... And it it's will be site. weekly. Is going to be on our site for our subscribers. Uh, it'll be one extended episode of four segments, which is, is another throwback. Uh, mm -hmm. Instead of the three, it'll have four segments, uh, and each one with a different guest, if you want to call them guests. Well, I mean, you're going to be the people, host. But sometimes, so, yeah. sometimes you never know. We will have guests, like actual guests. Um, but the idea constantly is going to be, Let's let's invest a little bit of time. Let's right. invest. Let, let's invest a Maybe little bit. Maybe for of... once they'll prepare more than thirty seconds. No, no. See, that would kill Java. <laughs> scripting Java. No scripting. Is, would kill just it. at least thinking or sharing with the other person on camera what the next segment is going to be. That's not how it usually goes. It's like, what are we going to talk about? I have an idea. Roll it. That's how it goes. <laughs> I don't even and tell the other, the other person, person doesn't even know what they're going to be asked or what they're going to talk about. Well, maybe I'll. Yeah, maybe just. Maybe there will be a little about. bit of a discussion uh -huh. 
involved in. See, there's good and bad. The good is that you get the spontaneity, but the bad is that you don't give them a chance to dig up no, all I, of I their hear tidbits. That. I know? hear that. Yeah, especially when it comes to something like this, because right. you're going to want to jog somebody's memory of something right. that, that happened. It might even be a long time ago. It might be something that happened last week. But we want to get into those kinds of discussions. That's, that's what we want to bring you on a weekly basis. Java is going to be something that, look, it's not the same as getting it five mornings a week. We heard from a lot of you who say you love to have it with your actual morning Java, and that's great. Well, they can consume Split it one second at a time. Yes. Binge right. watching. You know? It's like, it's like uh, I was about to say, you can say Schitt's Creek. It's, it's S-C-H-I-T-T, Schitt's Creek. It's like when we binge watch Schitt's Creek. Place. It's the name of a fictional place. Yes. <laughs> so it's like that. <laughs> okay. Hey, Carter. What's up, DK? <laughs> Welcome to the new Morning Java, Woo! in which we will just pontificate and, and wax eloquently and maybe even <laughs> argue bitterly. Oh, 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 oh. we definitely going to argue bitterly. We're going to argue bitterly. <laughs> this is what people need to see what really happens around here. Uh, here's a subject All right. that you and I have argued bitterly about, or, sure. or at least a manifestation of it. And, and that's the the implications of social media on sports. Now, you could do social media discussion as it relates to absolutely anything in society. But where it comes to sports, you're looking at a an environment that, for the most part, is considered and valued as being insular. You know, what happens in the room stays in the room, you know? Is there anything, and believe it or not, I'm not talking about the Steelers or, or, or Juju or anything. This is just across sports. Is there anything that could or should be done from the sports culture standpoint to keep social media, you know, out? I think the biggest thing is what we saw an example of a few years ago with Antonio Brown. Athletes, teams, organizations should do everything they can possible. It says in these moments, like there's a like make a policy in these moments when the coach is talking, when the team is doing having these private moments, you are not to have any social media device on you, around you, up. You don't have to have anything recording. That is for when you guys are dancing in the locker room. Fine, that's that's a whole. Well, and for anybody who doesn't know what you're talking about, Antonio yes. Brown. Uh, Famously so, in Foxborough, put the Steelers post-game speech from Mike Tomlin on Facebook Live, of all yes. things. Um, I was I was there that day. Still can't believe it happened. Uh, that was the probably the most egregious violation of any such thing that we've heard of in sports. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing that that sanctity. That's where, as an organization, you have to get a clamps on that. And we've seen the Steelers do that. They, as far as the statements part. Now, every team does the dances thing. Every team has a social media. And we have it, we see it to the point where the NFL's getting into it because they have those giant screens in the ends of the end zone where as soon as a, a touchdown happens or an interception, oh. the defense runs over. Yeah, and uh, I mean, that's, kind of a, that's, that's kind of a <laughs> pandemic thing. But, uh, yeah, that, I know what it. you're talking about. Because they don't I, have I, fans. I, they can't do a Lambo leap. It's a cyber right. leap. It's a cyber leap. That's a that's a good way to label it. But you know what I'm saying? I, I just think that we have heard, not in the pro level, but we have heard of colleges. Mm -hmm. We've certainly heard of high school teams uh, in any sport, again, where they just say, look, um, in season, forget it. Just, you know, unless you're walking your dog, 
We don't want it on social media. Uh, and, and I have a feeling that you're going to see the pendulum swing back in that regard. And I, I don't think it's going to be a generational thing. I don't think it's going to be, you know, Joe, 80-year-old guy uh, in Indiana who's going to be the one that leads the way. I think it's going to be something where coaches who are just naturally control freaks, think about mm -hmm. it, that's their nature, uh, are going to say, you know what, I'm so tired of this variable messing with what I'm trying to do here as a coach, as a head coach, assistant coach, positional coach, whatever it is, that I am, I'm just going to put a stop to this. Okay. If you're going to play for this team, you're not going to be able to do this. It could be that way. And I can tell you, there's also, there is a growing resentment, at least amongst my generation uh, of what social media has become. And there, there's still a lot of people that uh, of course use it and are going to keep using it and keep, it's going to keep exploding, but there's a pushback. Like for example, a lot of the people that, that I grew up around, that, you know, the, my, a lot of my friends, I have a ton of friends on Facebook and across social media, but like a lot of things, we don't post as much of our own lives. The only reason I'm on social media much as now is because I work in this field and social media has to, has to be a huge part of journalism, especially in today. Wait, what are you you're saying here that social media is like fading out? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it's become that there's there's becoming different trends where I can see in, in the next 20 years, it's not it's not it's not always going to be the cool thing. Like it's like you're saying, I think that while coaches are going to push back against it, I don't think that everyone's going to do it as much in the next couple of decades. I think, again, I'm saying that social media is going to be here. I'm not saying that, that it's going to stop or that people are going to stop. I think it's just going to morph. Right, but I, 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 think, I, I think there's yeah, gonna be like, a different taste for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think, like, I mean, I try to, you know, not that my kids represent their entire own generation. They're in their teens. But I see, you know, I see more activity with them as it relates to TikTok and the quicker stuff, the Twitch stuff. Right. That happens really, really, really fast. Um, but I also can see where the more immediacy is involved, the more you're going to have things like, uh, you know, the, the Antonio Brown Facebook Live thing. Yeah. Uh, or you're going to have more rash responses. Here, here's another example. Okay. This isn't a violation or anything. But you've seen these videos, and, and again, the Steelers themselves do a lot of these. Steelers are really active on social, by the way, uh, where T.J. Watt's coming off the field. You've seen these, right? Mm -hmm. he's, and he's and he's has the he's holding the camera up, and he's right. talking to people, and he's saying, hey, Steelers fans, big win. Uh, we got another one next week against Buffalo. Let's go get him, whatever else here. But it's immediate. It's super raw, okay? And that's what people love about it, but at the same time, he hasn't even had a cool down period. So what if he holds up that camera and he says instead, hey, the officials out here were really, really terrible. And he says something that he just legitimately regrets. I'm telling you, I, I just think that you're going to see, like, first of all, what's his phone doing out there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he was taking one of the team iPads, you know, right. the, the ones that they actually use for plays. What's his phone doing out there? Uh, Secondly, again, there's a risk that's run here. And I just think you're going to, something's going to happen. I don't know what that's going to prompt one team. And then once that one team goes, it's going to be all the rest of them. No, I do agree. I think there's going to be a, a there has to be a, a big starting point where teams, you know, find a way to police that. But you know, it's funny you bring that up. You know, not too long ago, we were talking about how Troy Polamalu was 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 uh, in trouble with the NFL because he texted his wife that he was okay in the middle of a game. 
and this oh, NFL was wow. like, right? I forgot right. about you're, that. You're, right. And, and, and like, it was a whole thing where the entire offseason, you know, every day I heard on Steelers social media at the time, <laughs> what is Roger Goodell doing punishing Troy Polamalu for saying, hey, I don't Boy. have a concussion and telling his of wife. Of all people. Of all of people, all right. people. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, I was like, really, is that what the message that we're saying? And eventually that was dropped. But that's the level that, that we've gone to where from the NFL was completely against it. And now they're finding a way to embrace. And, hey, that's what good businesses do. They find ways to co-opt the things that they feel like they can't control. But you're right. What happens in that moment where it's that explosive moment where, you know, T.J. Watt, I, I think he's a guy, you know, you brought him because he's, he's the face in Pittsburgh. But T.J. Watt may not do it. But imagine, like, Odell Beckham Jr. doing one of the many, many, many crazy things that he's done in his career. But it's more live, more raw, and you get all the words from him. Whereas you know, before we saw him, you know, he hit himself with a football, with a kicking net. And, and you know, that was funny for the camera, and, and, and they were able to co-opt that. But imagine saying something that you can't co-opt, something that's just so bad and so wrong. And then the NFL will be like, we cannot have these moments because this will hurt our brand. That's when I think it'll come down to when, when you start seeing really negative reactions. And if this NFL starts seeing it push people away, that's when I think that they'll, they'll say, well, you know, find a way well, to Well, let's not leave this part out. Players will resist, and in turn, the unions that represent them, all except the NFL, which does nothing for its players, the (laughs) NFLPA, they also will resist it. And I think that's where you have another case of, hang on a second, you can't do this because it hasn't been collectively bargained, and then it becomes another type of issue altogether. Um, I I just think you're going to see Something's going to happen. Let's put it that way. Something's going to happen. It just can't go on like this, pretty much unregulated. And that's where it is right now. It's just the wild, wild west. And something's going to happen and somebody's going to put it back into some kind of place. I agree. I agree. And again, I think it's going to revolve around money, as most things do. There's going to be something happens that hurts money or something happens that where they figure out, hey, this is a better way that we can cultivate this and we can control this. And if they can find a way to monetize it for the NFL, then the players will say, well, we want a cut of that pot or something. Right. I can totally see some crazy things happening there. And again, in five, 10 years, we're going to compl- we're going to completely talk like, man, remember those days when like Juju used to just do dances on on logos? That was crazy, right? And like now, at that point in time, it's going to be still social media. There's still going to be, like you said, instant moments, but they're going to be much more controlled, much more with a lot of different hands on them. And it'll still have that sense. But the NFL, I think, and maybe even other leagues as well, will find a way to, I guess, get their hands on it and make sure it's what they want to be out there. The NHL is back on ESPN, or at least they will be next season. I'm joined by Tom Reed in Columbus. And first of all, hi, Tom. Hey, DK. Thanks for having me. <laughs> the uh, the sport of hockey has been consigned, I think you could say safely, to either fourth or fifth or a distant fourth, I think is probably the, the best way to describe it for quite a while now. And I've wondered for the longest time how much of that, that had to do with the league not being on ESPN since what was it, two thousand four or something like that? It's um, been a while, what, yeah. It's it's been a long while. I mean, they took the fifty million dollar one time money grab. Remember from the the what was it called, the Outdoor Life Network, the Hunting and Fishing Network? Yeah, well, they, yeah, They're, it's kind of, it kind of it. it well, it, don't forget, it went to Fox first with the we that they gave us the glow puck. It went from ESPN oh. to the glow puck. 
And then, yeah, the Outdoor Life Network, which morphed into something else, which then became NBCSN. Versus. I remember Versus. versus yeah, Versus was. was in there, too. Yes. There you go. Yep. And then so I it think bounced NBC all over the place. Ver- But whatever the, the thing is, what, it's funny that everything that we've heard about the NHL and ESPN deal so far has been about games and play-by-play and bring back Gary Thorne and Bill Clement and everything else. To me, that's not at all what this impact will be. I mean, if you want to watch NHL games now, you can watch them. You know, all you got to do yeah. is go through your guide. I don't even know how many people pay attention with the way TV is now, what channel you're actually watching a game on. You just find your game, you know? Uh, yeah. But the difference is the, 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 the sports center impact and the talking heads impact, the hot takes impact. That to me is what the NHL has been missing. Yeah, and you hope that, you know, and again, if, if if ESPN does what it used to do, they used to have like the shoulder programming, they would have they would have coverage beyond just the games, they would have like the Barry Melroses and and whoever on days where there, there weren't games. That's important. But quite frankly, it's important to walk into a hotel if you're a hockey fan and know this, you and I, we both travel a lot, well, we did before the pandemic. To when you when you walk into a hotel knowing that game is going to be on your hotel television, and oh, you could never you one. could yeah. never ever be sure with that with NBCSN, which I think has done a nice job. But to your point, a lot of people can't even find it now. That, to me, that's a lot of people saying we don't really want to look for it. But <laughs> during the playoffs, and it'll be interesting to see what ESPN does once we get to playoff hockey, because. Like, like, like series have been put on, on lifetime in the oxygen channel and you know, living here in Columbus, I've seen them like on Bravo and, 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 you know, the people have no idea where this is on their dial or if they even get that channel. So I would, I'm going to be very interested to see what ESPN does once they get to, um, the second round or whatever in playoffs, if it's all going to be somehow on ESPN, if this, if they work the schedule out correctly, but there's no question the visibility will be expanded many fold. Uh, yeah, by but it, ESPN. I, I see to me again, it's, 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 I, I see, I hear what you're saying about hotels, although NBC sports, like you say, has actually done a better job of that sort of thing. I can find it in most of the hotels that I go to, especially in an NHL market, uh, even in Florida. Uh, you can find NBC Sports just casually. Uh, but with ESPN, to me, it's like when you watch Sports Center or you see outside the lines or you see one of these other shout fest type shows, and they never ever mention hockey, it can give you that stigma like you don't matter. When you go to ESPN's website, did you ever do this and go across the top and try to search it's, for something it's, it's NHL? Not on there. It's not there. It's nope. not there. It's it's you. It comes after MMA. I just talked to Puck Daddy last week about this very thing. Is how can you how can you guys be covering this sport with two people and it's not even you have to click on a second bu- a button to get to the NHL. You can't even. There's not even an NHL button on their main page. Well, there wasn't. The, a, there there the wasn't easy, as a few weeks ago. The easy counter to that, if I'm with Greg Wachinski, who, who's known to a lot of people as Puck Daddy from his Yahoo days. Uh, the easy counter from him is is how do you cover hockey the entire NHL with just two people? So well, I, I think that, that yeah, I, I think that ESPN isn't just going to be about who do they have doing play by play and who do they have doing the games, but how do you incorporate that into Sports Center? How do you phase it in 
after treating it like a stepchild for yeah. such a long period of time. Tom, I know you're into your, uh, your European soccer, so you can appreciate this, but as soon as, the, as soon as ESPN started getting involved in overseas soccer, did you notice how all of a sudden they started making the top 10 list, the top 10 plays for the night? Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, look at this from the Liverpool versus Bayern Munich match. And it just seemed normal. Okay, now there's there's nine dunks, and then there's a play from Bayern Munich versus Liverpool. All of it was very, very normal, you know, because they just kind of gradually phased it in. They did that with MLS, too. Now they got to do it with hockey. They have to st stop pretending as if hockey doesn't exist. And I think that's actually going to come with value. Yeah, you know, I, I think it will as long as, again – they, they cover so much. That's, to me, the only concern of it is they cover so many they, – they, they have so many irons in the fire that you hope that there's going to be time that they present it correctly. When they were, they were on, the, on, on TV last time in 2004, 2005, some of the stuff they cover now wasn't even on the air. I don't even think like the Stephen A. Smith, uh, that stuff was even around back then. So mm -hmm. they've got all this different stuff coming in and are they, are they, are they going to just say, here's the games when the game's over, we're going right to sports center. Are they going to stick around with it? I, again, I think NBCSN has done a nice job with it. I really so do. do. I. I think this they've done a great that job. ESPN's coming in to rescue uh, the, the quality. That's why I keep going away from the game broadcasts. I don't think you can do the game broadcasts a whole lot better than NBC's done them. Uh, including, I, would think they would, I mean, especially yeah. since once they got rid of Milbury, you have some pretty good, oh analysts on there you know <laughs> don't get me started yeah no, no. i think i do think that they will probably bring a lot of those people over don't you i, th I think a lot of the people that are doing it no now, so i think they'll no. Bring some NBC's of them over. Not, no nbc's not giving up its rights to hockey that's the thing i mean nbc is still a player in this this is this is it, you're just not going to see nbcsn but they're still going to have games on nbc you're going to have those daytime games they're splitting the stanley cup finals so I, I think they're going to have to either find their own people. And again, there's a commitment there that's got to come into play. And that involves your website. That involves your streaming. One of the, the other things that got kind of underplayed about this whole thing was that NHL uh, Center Ice, this, the, the, the TV package that you yeah. buy online, which, yeah, which, we have. which, yeah, which we have, yep. uh, is now going to be swallowed up. By ESPN Plus, it's just going to mm. become part of that. That's a oh, really, right. really, really big deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I get that too. Um, I got it for soccer, <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah, there's a lot of hockey games on there now. Uh, a lot of the streaming. It, it's going to be. It, 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 it's just what they do with it, right? It, it, it's nice that there's going to be supposedly more hockey on, but it's going to become how they frame it and how they use it. And again, my big concern is it's just going to get lost again because the, the, the ESPN yeah. is so into the NBA. And again, I'm not, I love the NBA. So, and they're so into the NFL uh, that, and it's that time of year where you're not going to be, you're, are they going to talk 15 minutes of, of hockey on an hour and a half sports center? I don't know. I don't think well, they will. Then there's this question and I'll just pose it to you. Does this even matter? Does ESPN matter anywhere near as much as it used to? Oh, I think it does overall. I do. I, I think they're. I think they're. You know, again, they have. They they make their bones uh, with the NFL, with like everybody does, and they really make their bones with uh, the NBA. 
They're they're a huge player in the NBA. I have friends that work there that are you know they they have the jump. They have all these different programs. Jump, uh, you know, a lot of post game stuff. You know, is it going to be on? Uh, oh, what's his name? The the guy that's on all the big uh, after all the big events. Uh, Scott Van Pelt's show. So you yeah, hope it's that, all him. Are, are we going to have? Are we going to have? If Sidney Crosby has a hat trick next year in the playoffs, is Sidney Crosby going to be that first guest, or are they going to go to an NBA guy? That that stuff matters to me. If if I'm a hockey fan and I'm watching this, and it's it, I don't want to see great game, fantastic game. Let's go to Sports Center and and LeBron scored 35 points tonight. Let's get LeBron on right now. And it's like it's over, you know. It's so. And that's how you bring in the casual fan. A lot of the casual fans aren't necessarily watching it. The, 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 the hardcore fans like my wife are going after an NBCSN broadcast and going right to uh, AT&T to watch uh, Jay Caulfield and everyone do the post-game show. But I don't think the casual fan is going to do that. If it's not right on afterwards, they're not going to watch it. I'm joined by Ramon. Actually, joined by? No, joined with? Joined <laughs> that's why you can start over dk that's why <laughs> wow someday moan you'll graduate to the big time <laughs> you know what as long as you uh, big time what what is the old saying heavy is the head Who oh the man well ramon is in florida uh he is he he had his his uh, toes in the sand a little bit ago, and we tried to connect with him, and it didn't quite work out because there weren't enough bars. Uh, no, but what are you what are you doing? Are you just like hanging out down there, man. It's my kids' spring break, and they have had, uh, of course, like everybody, a crazy year. This is our first time getting the chance to do something, so here we are in a uh, mild weather Florida. I'll take it. Yeah, you're you're kind of so you're just like, oh, it's your spring break. Hey, you want dad to come along too? Is that what it is? <laughs> you know what? Somebody's <laughs> got to pay for it, so why not me? And I enjoy it. There you go. Um, Going to ask you a, a, a general question this week. Uh, we hear all the time that it takes an offensive line time to gel, especially when they're younger. I've heard you talk about other offensive lines, not Pittsburgh's, around the NFL and say, yeah, they've got some talent, but they're young. But they're yeah. young. So let me ask you this, just point blank. Ben Roethlisberger is coming back at age 39. He's not mobile. He's not, the, you know, certainly not what he was in that regard. He's not going to have just tacklers falling off of him the way he used to. Mm-hmm. Why would we have faith that he's not in trouble going into 2021, even if the young blockers are good, you know, it's just like taking Kevin Dotson, even if they're good, why would we not think that, you know, that Ben's in some jeopardy here? Um, I think it's a little bit of one Ben style. We saw a little bit of it last year where he and the offensive coordinator going to protect him. I think incorporating Matt Canada in as a creative know his quarterback situation, know what he has to do to keep this offense efficient and moving is where my trust lies in. Again, those guys up front, excluding Dave, are all young. Um, Even Zach, who's had time in his league, Chooks, who's had time in his league, they hadn't actually played together. And that's the issue that when it comes down to protection, that they got to make sure they're working overtime with. It's going to take a whole lot of 
pre-practice. It's going to take a whole lot of post-practice work. And they're going to hate it because when Munch was putting us through that, we hated not having our free time, okay? Camp is long. Camp is hard. But camp's, camp makes you better. It's going to suck. And we didn't understand it until we started to see it paying off. It's going to be, hopefully, with, with whatever COVID restrictions are, the guys are able to get together more, be around each other more, become friends, become guys that got to hold themselves accountable and not have an ego when that's the case also. That's the part that's going to be needed with Dave being the elder statesman, as people like to call him, um, an ambitious uh, Zach Banner, uh, a young guy in Chooks who is, this, you know, figuring out how to be a better pro also. And then we're not even including what's going to happen with Matt. You got BJ back. So, honestly, that's your glue that's going to keep everything together if he's the guy to start. J.C. Hausner is going to be a guy, man, that's going to compete his butt off uh, and is going to boil down to really depth with either BJ or J.C. or the fact that they have to find a way to figure out who's going to be started between them two and who's going to lead them because you know like I know. That center position is the one that kind of leads the charge in the room. Well, you got to lead the charge on the field, too. And that's part of my concern here is that when you, you know, you mentioned the Matt Canada offense. Okay. Well, the Matt Canada offense isn't this. The Matt Canada no. offense is a lot of this. Mm -hmm. uh, and he wants and expects uh, even his interior guys, like a certain nimble number 73 I used to watch out there, <laughs> to be able to pull if that's 10 12 yards out to the left downfield whatever it is um you know in his prime nobody was better at that than marquise right uh we've we've seen dave be able to do that but now here this is what i'm getting at here ramon and this is the part that has me concerned i guess i should say is that you have these offensive linemen who are on one hand, being told, look, priority number one is that number seven stays upright. Okay? That, that, is, that comes before anything else. But, hey, as long as you're here, we also want you to do all these complicated schemes and these pulling blocks and everything else. And, oh, by the way, gel is a unit. And it just sounds like a lot, you know? No, no. It's, it's not. No. And you know what? It's not a lot. I, I, funny story, okay? Not funny story, but just interesting. I'm sitting here, and my brother's here with us in Florida, too. We, we brought our families together. And I, in my backpack, I have an old call sheet, okay? And I show it to him, and I was like, what do you think? And he looks at me, he's like, you got to know all of that? And I'm like, yeah, we do, but we don't. Okay, like, there's all in every play, and I'm sure Matt Cannon's going to find out that, like, you got to find the best simple way to give your best offense to the team. And that's what he's got to deal with. So there will be some stuff incorporated as far as names, as far as schemes that the old offense had. But, again, it can't be the same thing because Coach Randy got let go because it was the same thing. The <laughs> I was going to say it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, the, it didn't the, work. <laughs> the other challenge is this, is the fact that Ben is going to be pushed a little bit more too, I think. And I, I, I think that's part of the give and take of this offense is how much does he want to do with Ben? Ben that, I don't know if this is Ben's victory lap, his his standing ovation tour, his, his I don't know what it is, but I'm sure he's going to want Ben to buy in. If he gets Ben to give 
everything that he had for this offense for to work, it'll work because of that. Again, the, and when we're talking about emphasis on the old line learning something, I show my brother trips right zig fact whatever it is 76 protection and i'm like you know what we hear trips right 76. so it'll get broken down it's it's just a, a matter of okay. having time okay and uh, i i don't i don't question because i've gone through multiple offenses from college to the nfl i've seen it and usually across the board it can be 12 words long but as long as you pick up your keywords you're good to go again it's complicated but it's not and that's why guys are pros man again i get what you're alluding to and why it can be complicated but i just can't see it being that way even with what san francisco does it, because that's what we're talking about when we're looking at that like what type of offense it's going to be the shanahan type of offense that you see the 49ers do again It'll be one or two words that the guys pick up on and they have to adjust to it. But again, that's OTAs. Okay. That's mini camp. That's training camp. I guess when you're talking about Ben's buy-in, uh, I guess I just think about the 2.7 seconds, you know, the release time, fastest release time in the NFL. And you can yeah. give credit and you should give credit to the guys who did keep him healthy the whole yeah. way through the season. Um, but at the same time, he was getting rid of the football. And in, in my view, he got rid of the football at times because he needed to. And he never developed that sense that, hey, I can just hang in the pocket here and look around the field. To me, the ultimate buy-in that comes from Ben is going to be when he does get that pocket time again. Yeah, And uh, you know what I'm saying? Just, just to you know, piggyback off of that, this is the thing that we're dealing with with Ben this year, too. Ben's coming off a, and this is everybody, honestly. Okay, if guys had, guys had a down year, I get it. We're even seeing just the restructuring of, like, the NFL and how this salary cap situation is, the way guys are signing these years. Just it, this is a weird year because of the pandemic, because of COVID. Ben has a weird year on top of an off-season surgery, on top of off-season rehab, trying to figure right. out how he's going to be able to pull it together. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt with this. To me, it goes like this. A guy like himself is going to have to get in a position. Well, he's got a full year of being healthy under his belt. He's got a full year of being able to throw himself on the field, get a lot of reps, get his arm back to where he needed to be. Most times when a guy gets injured, it's not the year that he comes back. It's the year after. And which yeah. feels more comfortable. Only person that I've seen sense. come back from a major ligament ACL, ACL, just Achilles, was Adrian Peterson. That's it. The only guy to really jump over the top and say, hey, I am superhuman. Respect me and watch me run for 2,000 yards. That's the only person I've seen. To, it's usually the year after. Because why? No matter what you – with an athlete, you go through a traumatization of not seeing yourself in a highlight. You go from seeing you pump all kind of all kind of weights, your muscles grow in the offseason because you work hard, you run fast, you jump higher every single year. And the year that you have a setback, mentally it messes with you more than anything. So you do certain things. You favor one leg more than the other. And most of the times that means another – that 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 right that happens right. To, compensation like yep. injuring yes another muscle yep. i've seen my brothers go through that i've seen other players go through that you said once one acl the other one tears right after that 
So with Ben, I'm thinking his confidence grows from the elbow surgery. I hear you. I hear you. Get back to the beach, Moan. Why are you wasting your time with us? DK, you and I are friends, and when you call me, I answer, okay? <laughs> so because of that, I am all in on DK, all right? <laughs> you should be. Oh, wow. <laughs> Take care, Moan. Absolutely, DK.